Greetings, dear, dear listeners, and welcome to another episode of The Working Experience, a very warm, open-arm audio embrace and a squeeze. This episode is brought to you by my company, One Circle Media. One Circle Media is a hybrid digital agency and media content creator. We create and design apps, websites, videos, social media content, and physical products. We are artists, directors, designers, producers, coders, editors, thinkers, makers, and creators who embrace story and creativity from design, web and app development, animation, docs, features, TV shows, digital and social media content, to physical products. For our clients, we create content that builds networks and audiences across multiple platforms. Check out our work at OneCircleDigital.com and OneCircleBrand.com. If you work for a network, studio, brand, startup, or corporation, and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain, reach out to me at John at OneCircleMedia.com. I'd love to hear from you. This episode is also brought to you by an app that I created called Still Believe. Still Believe transforms a picture in your home into video proof of your child's favorite magical characters. With the app, parents can catch the magic of the tooth fairy, leaving money under their children's pillow or Santa delivering presents on Christmas Eve in their home. You download the app, take a picture, and we create the magic. We utilize feature film visual effects artists to transform your picture into video. Just tell your kids that you have a special app that can detect and capture the tooth fairy, then present them with the video proof in the morning. The look on their faces is priceless. Your Still Believe video is created in minutes, and you can then save it to your phone and share it on social media. The app is available for the iPhone and Android, and it's free to download. Our aim is to bring joy and wonder into the hearts of children around the world. Check it out at stillbelieve.co. Thanks, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Working Experience. The Working Experience. 93 North is almost at a standstill. It's a rough one out there this morning. Snow and sleep. There is no service on the... Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Uh, Yeah, folks, we're going to be a few minutes. We have train traffic ahead of us. We should be moving shortly. Y'all need that report ASAP. Where are we on that presentation? And HR wants to see you. Did you return that email yet? We have a team meeting at 10. To stay late, Bob. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> They're moving in a different direction. And after the meeting, we'll have a breakout session. Who ate my Where are my hot pockets? This microwave is disgusting. Oh, God, what's that? He was no. living his toenails at his desk. <laughs> I can't take you anymore. I can't take you anymore. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Working Experience Podcast. It's Maddie Kay. And John, welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. Um, some companies have gone bankrupt, a lot of companies in the first half of 2020. The The Working Experience is thriving though. Thriving. Well, I've, I haven't actually let Matt know this, but I've filed for bankruptcy three times for the working experience. I'm sure the IRS will eventually make your way, make, make their way to your door. Well, you keep borrowing money against yeah. the company, and it's probably incorporated, and I didn't even know. And yeah, it's in the Cayman Islands. There's no, I... there's boats out in your name. It's yeah. actually there was a guy that I caddied when I was younger. And his name was Santos, and he owned a multiple Boar's Head 
um, meat routes in the tri-state area. Yeah. And he, uh, he sold his business for low single digit millions and was basically set up for the rest of his life. And he had a partner. So he's, you know, down in Florida living the life. And then his lawyer and accountant call him up and be like, um, your partner embezzled like $6 million and basically wiped him out, completely wiped him out. He had to come back uh, and start caddying. Uh, like he was trying to like put his, his, he had zero money. He was trying to put money together to get another route. The guy was like 58 years old. I think I would put a hit out on, I, I wouldn't put a hit out. I'd go kill him myself. Yeah, bare hands. I mean, why, you know, and if I was on the jury, I'd be like, Hey, <laughs> you reap what you sow. Yeah, th- yeah, things happen. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's been a tough year. 2020 has been a tough year for uh, all of us socially, emotionally, and financially. Um, the the powers that be, apparently, the new uh, unemployment benefits, they didn't decide on anything, and people are not going to get that extra $600. I don't... I just heard that this morning. I don't know all the details. Well, I it's it seems like there's another bill, then it gets voted down, and then there's another. I mean, there's this limbo. There's this dance that's going on, and then, you know, one side is blaming the other side because we're in an election year, which is great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah, really does a lot for the, uh, the average American. Well, in the first half of 2020, so we're discussing bankruptcies. A lot of huge companies, old names, have filed for bankruptcy. In the first half of 2020, more than 3,600 companies filed for bankruptcy. There were over 600 filings in June, which is up 43% from June of 2019. Um, and then just, just so our listeners know, when a company, there are multiple, there's Chapter 7, there's Chapter 11. Um, and when a company files for bankruptcy, it's not like boom, they just shut down. What they do is they file for bankruptcy protection in U.S. courts so that their their creditors can't come after them. And, and that's they chapter restructure. 11, correct? What's that? That is chapter 11. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and they restructure so, you know, some of these companies that we're naming could come out the other end of this. Like, I, I think airlines have routinely declared bankruptcy and they're still flying. General or they could become a takeover, tie, a takeover target. Was that? Well, General Motors in 2009, they filed Chapter 11, and they, they are now a very profitable company. So, no, Chapter 11 is not a death sentence. It means they're restructuring their debt, negotiating. But it's not credibles. good. No, it's, no, it's, it's not. It's certainly not it's good. Not, it's not a stock. good signal. No. Now, Chapter 7 is when assets are being liquidated, and I think that's pretty much the end of the line. Um, well, it's the end. It's the end of the line from the brand, but it's not. Someone could still swoop in there and grab it, right? Um, it it, it dep- But yes, Chapter Seven is is definitely worse, uh, and that's where uh, you know you get in line for the payouts, you know, and the the uh, the creditors they come first. 
Are you into double digits now with your bankruptcy filings? But oh, 12, easy. 13. <laughs> Long time ago, Matt. Long time ago, I've, I've hit the double digits. Renegotiating. <laughs> Re, always renegotiating. Any, any uh, kind of lender that's taken the other side of my bargain, oh. oof, <laughs> you're in for a trip. Well, now the Times reports Edward I. Altman, who's the creator of the Z-score, which is a widely used method of predicting business failures, estimated that this year will easily set a record for so-called mega bankruptcies. These are filings by companies with a billion dollars or more in debt. He also, and he expects, the number of merely large bankruptcies, these are only in the $100 million range, to challenge the record set uh, the year after the 2008 economic crisis. So this is um, this is a big one. This and th- well, this, you know, there's a lot of companies that are well, well below that that are not publicly traded and whatnot. I would guess that you know, your, your mom and pop places or the the single run company, whatever it is. So there's a lot of in the mix. Well, I mean, the the um, the stage was set perfectly for this, where companies took on massive amounts of debt because of extremely low interest rates prior to um, the COVID uh, pandemic. So, and then you know, certain business models, which we're going to go into certain companies, but like gyms or airlines or rent-a-car companies where their business went from 100 to zero. Uh, they just couldn't service that debt anymore. They couldn't, ha- they couldn't pay their payroll. They couldn't borrow more money. Um, you mean, usually with these businesses, a big business, you'd, they'd be able to go to the financial markets and just borrow more. You know, if it was like a, a, an economic downturn or a blip in the radar or a bad earnings, as long as they're a creditworthy company with revenues coming in, they can just go to the public markets and just sell more debt uh, and, you know, finance it that way. But um, the, these, the, these companies that we're going to go through, obviously, you know, that tap ran out. Yeah. I mean, it's like me uh, getting new credit cards. Just trying to, you oh, know. Yeah. You can't. It's the same thing with me. You know what? You know what's. You know what's interesting is, extremely wealthy people have terrible credit scores. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting phenomenon how wealthy people oftentimes are the worst at paying their debts. Well, it's it's not the war. It's not that you was you would you think that they pay in cash, oh. so. They, their houses, their boats, their cars, they don't take out any loans. So your credit score is determined by, um, you know, how much credit you have, um, your timely payment, um, and, you know, and the amount of, and your credit history. So extremely, extremely wealthy people, you know, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billionaires, they don't have a credit history. They want a house, they buy it, it's cash. They want a car, they buy it, it's cash. So their score, just because of that, could be sub 600. Yeah, you know, they've really constructed this system where you, I mean, the only way you build credit is by going into debt. Like when you turn 18, if you want to start building up a credit history, you got to take out a credit card and you got to use it. You got to pay it back. 
even though financially yeah, I mean, that's not good for you. I, I don't use credit cards. I think we're down to like one credit card. I mainly use cash and debit cards, but my, I haven't checked my credit score. I don't even know what it is, but it's, I think it's good because I, I have a mortgage right. and I have a lease, but you know, both are current and paid on time and have been for the last, you know, X amount of years. So those two big, but I have one credit card with, you know, I don't even know what the limit is, but I almost never use it. The only time I use it is when I travel, when you go to like a hotel and they charge that BS fee, yeah, like, you know, for the room. Um, so, I mean, other than that, if I didn't have a house or if I didn't have a car, I think my credit score would be like 550. Yeah. I mean, I remember my, uh, my dad did the same thing and they canceled his credit card because <laughs> he, he would, he would use it and he would pay, he would use it like twice a year and he would pay before the due date. And they hate that because they're not making money off no, it. No, they did that. They did that to me too. I would, I would pay over. I would pay like over the, the, like if I owed 800 bucks, I'd pay 900 bucks yeah. knowing that I was going to use it again. They've frozen my card. They've froze my card because I paid over. They hate it. Yeah. No, I, I, it's, I mean, you, you have to spend money. Like you should not be driving up credit card debt. You know, if you can pay for a house in cash, well, I mean, I guess not to get off the subject too much, but like if you, Depending on interest rates, getting a mortgage could save you money because you're getting a, you know, if you have your money in a high yielding account or, you know, instead of paying 500 grand in cash, you, you know what I mean? Is it, is, does it kind of work? It, it depends. I mean, there are tax advantages to it. You can write it off. Right. It depends on where interest rates are. But yes, correct. The mortgages are, because it's such long term and it's backed by an asset, is cheap money. Right. In a sense, because I think rates now are like two, 2.8% for 30, which is, that's below inflation. That's almost like you're paying nothing. Right. Um, whereas a credit card, they could charge you, you know, I don't even know what my interest rate, 10%, 15, 20%. I have no idea what it is because I never let it lapse into that. Like you should never borrow against your credit card. That's like the worst. Uh, and the same then comes like a car loan or a lease. Um, those rates are usually pretty low too, because it's backed by an asset. Well, I should, I, I mean, if you really want that, you know, $800 pair of shoes, you should borrow against your credit card. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. I, I, mean, I misspoke. <laughs> exactly. Do you want to go on that cruise? Yeah. Hey, come on, you know, treat yourself. Um, so just real quick, I'm going to run down a list. Now there were, this list was so long, I just called it to 20 that I'd kind of heard of. Uh, so these are companies with 500 employees or more. And again, there's a lot of companies that don't even come close to 500 employees. But 24-hour uh, fitness, um, Advantage Rent-A-Car, Acorn, which is a pharmaceutical company, the Aldo Group, which is a massive shoe retailer out of Canada. They have like 3,000 locations. Uh, American Addiction Centers, and I put this because this is interesting. This is the first publicly traded addiction treatment provider, uh, which I, I, I wasn't know. aware of that. Yeah, like they're making money off people's misery. Bar Louie, which I'd heard of. I was not aware that was a chain. Uh, 
Brooks Brothers. I've never heard of Bar Louie. Bar Louie, uh, yeah, for some reason I've heard of them. Maybe there's one in Boston or something. Brooks Brothers, they've been around forever. Uh, forever, yeah. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese, that's where I had my wedding. I mean, that's a blow. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, Chuck e. I, I shed a tear when Chuck E. Cheese closed their the, doors. The ball pit. Have you ever yeah, been to a Chuck pit. E. Cheese? I don't think I've ever been to one, actually. I have, yeah, for birthday parties for my kids. Yeah. And then what? Isn't Dave and Buster's like a an adult Chuck E. Cheese, basically? Dave and Buster's is the seventh level of hell. <laughs> There's one near me. You, yeah. you would you would melt. If uh, Cirque du Soleil. I've never been to that, but I've heard it was kind of neat. Um, yeah, that was, I mean, you know, they had uh, like a residency, I believe, in Vegas. I mean, Vegas must be getting just torched right now. Like, uh, Encore Casino in Boston is open because you got to keep that open. Come on. Oh, you got to keep rolling those dice. Got to keep the, the Get that gambling make... addiction going. On, you know, you know, it's amazing. And it, I, you cannot get a straight answer in my town. The library is not open. You can do curbside service. Which involved, I did this yesterday. I finally figured, like, it, this involved three calls, me opening a, an account with my library card. And it's like, well, why aren't you guys open? Like, the casino's open, the liquor stores are open. Yeah. But, yeah. No. But you can go to the liquor store, get hammered, and then gamble away your house. But not go to the library. You but can't, you can't, yeah, you can't read a book. And I, all I can think is it doesn't generate revenue, so they don't really care. It's just like, whatever, you know, they're not going to. And, and I sort of understand, like, liquor stores, they sell cigarettes, they sell lottery tickets. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of state revenue. Um, Cozy, that coffee shop chain. Um, yeah, it was like, I think that was like food and sandwiches, too, right? Yeah. Dean and DeLuca. Dean and DeLuca. That was, uh, wasn't that, I mean, that they was were kind very, of was that a very it was very, a very high very end? high end yeah. like it was almost like Whole Foods before Whole Foods, okay. but extremely expensive. Yeah, I think it was like six dollars for an Asian pear or something. Well, I used to it. go there all the time though. I, I worked downtown. It was one of the. Uh, it was in Soho, and I'd get my coffee from there. Yeah. But people would. I mean, people would shop there. The yeah. bill must have been like six hundred bucks for like two bags of groceries. Well worth it. Uh, Fairway Market. I've been there a couple of times. There was one in Red Hook in Brooklyn, and there was one in Harlem. And it was this massive grocery store. Kind of like a, not a Costco, but like, sort of like that. Before there was really Costco and BJ's and all that. Um, you can get really good stuff. You know, there. We, we have them around here. They, I, mean, we, I used oh. to go to them in the city. Yeah. I think I believe it started in the city, right? The first one was in Harlem under the bridge, under the West Side Highway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it's kind of like a specialty store, kind of like a Whole Foods, but the prices were always pretty good. It was almost like wholesale, like you could buy a lot of stuff. Yeah, it was like a mix between like Costco and Whole Foods and, you know, fill in the blank. Yeah. Um, Gold's Gym, which I I wasn't even... No no surprise. I didn't know they were still around. There was one here. Yeah, no, they were at Gold's Gym by us. I mean, gyms right now, like, first of all, they're all, I don't know what it's like in Massachusetts. In New York, they're all closed. 
and they've been closed for four months. And then when they reopen, I'm assuming people are going to have to wear masks. Like who's going to wear a mask working out? Well, I have been to Planet Fitness all last week getting jacked, getting friggin' jacked. Oh, okay? yeah. You, and you're, you, you adhere to the rules, but you put the mask on, but then you're butt-ass naked. <laughs> That's right. Well, they didn't say anything let, about let that. Let it all hang out. You know what? You know what annoys me? Their dress code says no string tank tops. And you know me. I like the string Ooh. tank top. You you like the string tank top that just barely drops down and covers both nipples. I actually, I, I've engineered it so the nipples kind of peek out. <laughs> it gives everybody a little a little taste. You know, speaking of nipples, I was at the beach about a week ago, and I now find it truly offensive that some men and their their man boobs i find it offensive yeah i think they should cover those up either everyone's free right let 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 everyone play out right yeah or we got to cover them up yeah because they're boobs yeah they have like c cups going on oh b and c cups and i'm not even like I actually feel bad for the guys. I don't know it's, if it's um, you know, the lack care. of testosterone or estrogen kicking in, but it's generally they're like a little bit overweight and like they are their boobs, their fatty boobs. Yeah. Like cover that up. Intriguing. <laughs> I, don't, intriguing. I, don't, I don't need to see that. Uh, so Gold's Gym. Uh, no, but I will say Planet Fitness. Yes, you have to work out with a mask. It is not overly pleasant, particularly if you're trying to do something cardiovascular. Um, How do you do cardio with a mask? It's tough. It, yeah, it's rough. You have to kind of sneak it down below your your nose. You know, in the beginning. Yeah, but when you do that, you, you defeat the... the purpose of the mask. I know. I know. You got to cover that schnauzer. Well, see, in the beginning... They, uh, you could, you could take your mask off on a treadmill or the stairmaster or whatever the, whatever that other machine is where you, um, yeah, I can't remember the name of it because uh, I can't stand it. Anyway, uh, so in the beginning they said you could the take stair your mask climber? off for those. Um, a lot of the machines you couldn't use; they had signs on them. Then they said as of August first, you had to have a mask on anywhere, anytime, which is difficult. Yeah, no, that's that's a no go for me. All right, so let's go to Hertz. Uh, Hertz rental uh, car. You know, I guess people just aren't traveling. Um, makes sense. JC Penny. I, I think, don't. I don't know how JC Penny survived until now. I just. Yeah, they've been in trouble for a while. I mean, some of these businesses, because of online shopping, have been in a little bit of trouble anyway. And this, or they've been in a lot of trouble. And this was kind of what pushed them over the edge. Neiman Marcus. Uh, that's yeah, clothing, Neiman right? Marcus, they, yeah, yeah, they were part of that mall scene. They were high end. I mean, I thought they were always doing pretty good. I guess they just, yeah, you know, you, you, their margins must have been so thin that you shut down for four months, and that's it. End of story. Yeah, uh, Pier One Imports. That's that fancy furniture. There's one near me that closed a couple of years ago. It just sits there in the building. Same, uh, same with me. There was yeah. a pure one that closed well before COVID. <coughs> they were in trouble to begin with. Yeah. Uh, a company called Technicolor. What caught my eye about this, this is an Oscar-winning French special effects company, which, 
you know, the movie industry has been thrown into a huge flux about, you know, shooting new material. So maybe they're feeling the pinch on that. Um, there's also probably technology, a lot of stuff people can do now on their own laptops. I mean, it's amazing what people can do. Uh, Virgin Australia. What's that guy's name? The, oh, is that weird hairstyle? Peter uh, Richard Branson, Richard Branson. That's it. Yeah. Um, and then GNC, the 85 year old vitamin retailer. Oh, this, this really hits, hits right to the heart, man. I mean, you're in there getting these, your these protein were hus- This was a pill hustler. Yeah. All that, all those protein shakes and oh, low I'd, carb. I'd, I'd saddle up with one of those big <laughs> gallon like, shakes. I remember honestly in college, I, t- I started taking this cause I wanted to put on muscle and my system went into revolt i would like there was like this chocolate powder i remember like putting it into like a glass of milk and then swirling it around and it the compound just wouldn't dissolve into the milk yeah so it'd be like chunks of like dry and like forcing it down the gullet and i'm and i actually lost weight i lost weight drinking this stuff it's terrible. Outstanding. Outstanding. So, yeah, I guess we're all going to have to get our vitamin supplements someplace else. Um, That's where the working experience comes in. Uh, I see the doors opening, Matt. We've got so much. Uh, well, we're probably going to be doing, what do they call that, an IPO, an initial price offering, pretty soon, right? Pretty soon. To get on the old Just NASDAQ. The, we're, in the, we're in the legal weeds right now. <laughs> But pretty, pretty soon. (laughs) Well, as we said, this is not a nail in the coffin for all of these retailers. And this is not all, you know, like some of these businesses we were saying, Macy's, JCPenney, you know, the brick and mortar stores were just starting to to kind of teeter because like Sears, they went out before COVID ever hit. And Sears was a mainstay. I mean, they were around in the 1800s when there were Sears and Roebuck. Yeah, yeah. And they're gone. Um, so, you know, it again, it's not a nail in the coffin. Uh, a lot of this was like they're on the edge of the precipice. COVID pushed them over the edge. And, and it's not over. So, I mean, you know, the, I was just seeing some guy on CNN this morning. He sent his kid to a camp in South Carolina, they had to send everybody home. They, a, a bunch of them came down with COVID. Um, I didn't quite understand this guy's attitude because they asked him, oh, would you send your kid back? And he said, oh, absolutely. Which I, I mean, his kid came down with COVID. He was quarantined for two weeks. He was very sick. He must, he must, uh, he must hate his kid. I guess. Kicking that kid to the to curb. Get him out of the house, you know. Um, but any filing of Chapter 11 inevitably means downsizing, closures, layoffs, stock prices falling. Uh, You know, we were talking about stock tips the other day, you know, for a company like this is a time when somebody might be looking at a company and saying, all right, they're filing chapter 11, their stock price is going down, but I have faith they're going to come back. So now might be a time to swoop in and buy some stock. Like we were talking about Tesla stock. I looked at Tesla They've dropped significantly because a Chinese company is they're claiming they're going to come to market first with an electric car, I think. Uh, 
But so, you know, it's sort of like if you have faith that Tesla's going to come fighting back and Elon Musk has proven very resilient. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against I wouldn't bet against Musk. No. Good old Elon. No. Um, but then, you know, he's smoking weed and guzzling whiskey with Joe Rogan on his podcast. It's perfectly fine, Matt. And it's perfectly fine. And then Twittering about, I don't know, what whatever he was tweeting he wasn't supposed to, and the SEC came after him. It was sort of like, Elon, these, are, mi- gotta, these are minor things. Let's, minor well, apparently things. so. Apparently so. Their stock price is still up around $159, which is, you know, pretty high, but it did it's come no, down. It's nothing to sneeze at. Nothing yeah. to sneeze at. Um, but, you know, for people who work at these places, like, you know, the 24-hour fitness, you know, they've lost their jobs. Now, maybe their job comes back, maybe it doesn't. Dunkin' Donuts just announced they were closing 400 locations. Ooh. Yeah, that's a big one. Was everybody in Massachusetts crying? Well, where am I going to go? Where am I going to get my coffee? Where, where are you going to get your double egg sandwich and your... Um, your ice cream iced coffee that has 3,000 calories. What am I going to make it at home like some kind of caveman? I mean, come on. I'm an American. In, that, in the big plastic container that you drink and then you just throw it outside of your car. <laughs> exactly. My, my trash can is just filled with Dunkin' Donuts cups. I, I was running on a trail yesterday and it's like beautiful trail right by the water and I run, I'm running on the trail on the side of the trail. I see these two monstrosity Dunkin' Donut. Ugh. Matt, they must have been 42 ounces. So just infuriating. tossed. Yeah. Tossed to the side. Like, yeah. And there, there's a, I passed a garbage can maybe about, you know, 40 yards back. They, they couldn't, it was too much for yeah. uh, Ted and Mary. Yeah. After they guzzled their 42 ounce to go throw it out, Who they just, just tossed it. it out. I mean, who honestly just takes it and throws it to the side? Just on the... I, I can't understand that. Apparently, apparently these two. Didn't you have a friend who would pick up a piece of litter if someone dropped it and say, here, I think you dropped this? Yeah. Yeah. No, he, he would. Or if someone threw it out of their car, he would pick it up and the next stoplight, he'd throw it back in their car. <laughs> See, like, I don't really have the stones for that, but that's pretty great. That's a good one. I mean, yeah, it is good. You're risking somebody shooting you right in the chest or something. That's the, that's the problem. Like you're you're risking, you know, confronting a psycho. Yes. Uh, well, my father would go up to people and say, "Who do you think's going to throw that out? Me? <laughs> <laughs> is that my job?" <laughs> and I'd be like, "All right, let's just let this one ride, shall we?" But yeah, I don't know. I don't understand any of that. But anyway. Um, Yes, any Chapter 11 is not good. Uh, you know, again, if you're working at a company and, and you learn that they're filing Chapter 11, and I think some of these companies have a way of not really telling their employees until, like, hour zero. Where they're like, oh, guess what? <laughs> you know. Yeah, you, uh, exactly. You're out of here. I, I had more than one friend, two or three, in 2009 when a lot of people got laid off. Uh, we have a mutual friend uh, who he's at his desk, and apparently this was common practice, working for you know corporation in Manhattan. And next thing you know, there's four security guards at his desk, <laughs> or two. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but there's two, two security guards. Yeah, get get your stuff together. Yeah, and you're out. 
they treat you like, and I, I said, well, why would they do something like that? And he said, well, because they think you're going to do something crazy. Like you're going to. Oh, I would see that all the time on Wall Street. Someone was getting fired. They would literally go to their desk and be like, okay, you're fired. Get your stuff together. And they would stay at the desk. Yeah. And make sure they didn't take anything and then escort them out of the building. So you, within, within five minutes, your entire job ceased to exist. And you're outside with a box of your crap. Now, no, you, no time for goodbyes, no. none of that. You put, you're, you're, you're out. Well, you know, I, if you're getting fired because you you screwed up, that's one thing. I mean, these were layoffs. Like, he hadn't done anything wrong. It's just the company was downsized. Of course, he did then tell me, what, before he got laid off, his manager was in his office, and it was like a glass office. So they go into, he locked himself in the office. He wouldn't come out. He knew it was coming. Yeah, so they they couldn't make contact. I like that. And and they had to clear the floor, and like because this guy had you know mortgages up the ass. He had this and that, you know, <laughs> and he he wasn't going. You know what I'd like to see you, Matt, is the head of Chapter Eleven restructuring. Like you go in, and everyone's <laughs> everyone knows who it is. They're terrified of you. You just go in there, and you're. You're eating a muffin <laughs> in a in a glass conference room, and you're just making eye contact with people. That's right. Crumbs are falling down. Yep. You got a short tie. You, you you're cracking your knuckles. Well, no, I want the scenario of me getting laid off or losing my job, and they're literally they have me by the foot. And I'm holding on to the desk, and they're yanking, and I'm going, no, no. Yeah. One, one shoe is off, your yeah. shirt is ripped. And I'm screaming, I don't have any money. I don't have any money. Just they're yanking. Let go of the desk. No, no. Well, I mean, could you imagine yeah. if, you're, if you have a $6,000 a month mortgage, and you have two kids in private school, country club, oh. blah, and they just come to you and say, "See you later. You're gone. That's it. Yeah, you're out. And you, you got you got zero money. You're zero. living paycheck to paycheck. You got no paycheck. reserves. Nothing. Nothing. Well, folks, let's hope it doesn't come to that. But uh, these are things to not to be a bummer here on the working experience, but you know these are things to be aware of uh, and what's going on in, in this very. Um, trying time. So hopefully we'll be bouncing back very soon. Yeah, you want to you want to dodge those bankruptcies, duck and dodge them. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you just you file one, you you go get a new identification, you get a new social security number, you move to another state, and you just start all over again. I I love the term restructuring. Restructuring. That's right. Well, we're always restructuring. Corporate America is the king of euphemisms to just basically say you're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. We're, we're oh, we're we're restructuring. We're downsizing. Okay. We're down. We're downsizing. <laughs> then we're going to upsize, and then we're going to downsize again. And then we're going to restructure. But thank God, restructure. The, the CEO is still going to make his fifteen million dollars. Oh, he's next he's year. banking that. Yeah. He's banking that. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Working Experience. We'd like to thank our sponsors, One Circle Media and the Still Believe app. 
the only app that delivers video proof of the Tooth Fairy and Santa by simply taking a picture. Download the app at stillbelieve.co today and amaze your kids. And if you work for a studio, network, startup, or corporation and are looking for a partner to create media that will build, engage, and entertain your audience, reach out to me at john at onecirclemedia.com. I would love to hear from you. And that's it. The end. The sweet end. Until our next audio encounter.